940, you're listening to the Ray Lotto Morning Show on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Joining us now, Tom Irwin. How you doing, brother? Doing good, doing good, good Ray. Good to be here. We're talking about uh, Tom Irwin's Sangamon Songs. This is uh, going to be at UIS uh, Saturday and Sunday. It, it, tell me about Sangamon Songs. What is it and uh, who wrote it? For starters, is it an actual play? Uh, yes. Well, we're calling it a musical play. All right. So, uh, started out, I wrote the CD for it, like mm-hmm. 10, 11 songs back in 2012. So it's based kind of a crazy story, really. I found this diary in our farmhouse where I grew up at when I was 16, it's out there, you know, on Jefferson Street past Bradfordton. This kid had written it in 1893, 16 year old boy. And then he wrote it from August to February, wrote it kind of every day, you know, about things he did. Just like a diary? Yeah. Okay. Just talked about uh, shucking corn and going to barn dances. I mean, really did. You know, he's like every day shucking. So I was just reading through it. And I was out at UIS trying to get my master's. And so I'm a songwriter. So I started writing songs about it. And then the more I read it, the more things I found out that he did. He talked about uh, gypsies. He's like gypsies. Camp down by the creek. <laughs> Their dog got into our sheep, but I just shot it, but my rifle misfired. It's like. So you wrote a song about gypsies yeah. down by the creek? Yeah. Why not? And it, well, here's great. the thing, Ray. We found out that they weren't gypsies like we think about. They were actually poor people from southern Indianapolis oh, called really? the Ishmaelites. And when you read the history, like, oh, they were around this area all the time and they called the Ishmaelites. They traveled through. Up to Kankakee and, you know, through the year. And so they were poor people. And here's the kicker. We found out that Indiana, God bless Indiana, passed a law, eugenics law, the first one in the world in 1905. They could sterilize these people. What? Yes. <laughs> Are you that that happened? Yes, and it was on Jeez. the books until only until 1974. And you stumble oh. across this diary written by this teenager that somehow takes us all yeah, the way. That ends up unbelievable. So that was kind of wow. part of it. Here and Teresa's here. She plays uh, my wife. She plays uh, the old piccolo on that song. Oh, how you doing, Teresa? Hi. I'm good. I'm good. Let me. Do you? Uh, did you read any of this diary as well? I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's they're beautiful. They have the old. You know, the front part is like that old marbling that right. they used to have. And then it's just the the thing that strikes me is that this kid. He's like 16 in 1893, and his penmanship is gorgeous. I mean, you can read it. Yeah, and it's kids now. Beautiful curves. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Kids now don't even know how to write cursive. <laughs> I know. It's just and and for for you know uh, for a kid, you know, a 16 year old guy, like he's so prolific. You know, he writes. Just one night, he looks out his window and he says, "It is moonlight now." You know, it is just like unbelievable. Oh my gosh, it just sends chills through you. you so, so, Tom, when you when you found this diary and you decide, you know, this would be this would be cool to turn to songs. Who do you turn to, or when did you make the when did you come to the conclusion of you know what. This would make a nice musical play. I mean, who do you and who do you who do you turn to to help write it and turn it into something? No, that's honestly, as they say, really, it is a great question because I, once I wrote it, they were all they were all connected, right? So all these songs were connected. Yeah. So it was all, it was almost already there. And I go to these folk music conferences you're used to and things kind of like you know plumbers go to their conferences. We get folk music go to their <laughs> right. conferences too. And, flute and, players have flute conferences. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but there'd be somebody there. You should turn this into a play. And, and I always thought about it. But a friend of mine, I'm. Uh, John, got him down here, John Arden. He's from Chicago. Um, actually, his uh, he, he just came down here and, and worked recently, and he came out to an open mic we did at the Abazole Hat. Anyway, we, he he got a copy of this album and just thought, this should be a play. And he said, what do you think about it? I was like, well, I've been thinking about it for years, and then he actually did it. So he 
it's so it's, we didn't do the play as like all these different characters, but right. we wrote about the gypsies, right? So then he wrote that out and very eloquently, and 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 I talk about it, and then my son um, John Gifford, or when he comes down and kind of pretends to be the guy, so he'll read the he'll read the uh, diary entry, okay, and then I'll talk about it. But John Arden is the one he kind of like somehow put it all together. He turned it into a. Uh, a play, or a, yeah, so we call it in a, some kind of order. Yes, exactly. And put all the words that make so. Because I would just get on stage and go, and talk and talk and talk and talk about it. And, and you just just it, so it started out with you just sitting on a stool, and uh, so anyway, here's this, here's this. Uh, uh, I turned this into a song. Go, yeah. you just tell the story about it, finding it, the, the diary. Yeah, the gypsies, or he went to the World's Fair, eighteen ninety three okay. in Chicago. You know that where Tesla and. Did you ever find uh, out about? Did you ever find out the kid's family or anything? To see who the kid was? Ray, another great question. Come on and Saturday. Yes. This is amazing. No, I, there wasn't much about it because people always say, this is your family. It's like, no, it's not about my family. It's uh, this kid left it there. He left the diary. My great-grandfather bought this place, and then we never heard from him again. And so through the magic of social inter, you know, networking, I put it out there. I get contacted by this dude's great-granddaughter. Really? And he oh. died in 1962. She was born in 1960. Four, never knew him and lives out in New Jersey. Went to the, uh, Rhode Island School of Design and she's out in New York wow. City quite a bit. Contacted me and said, This is really cool. And we just found out she's coming. She's flying oh, in. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, she'll, she'll, see it, uh, she'll see it this weekend. Yeah. 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 Never been back to Springfield, Central Illinois, that nothing. Is, is, there, uh, is there acting in it? I mean, it sounds like you're doing the music. And yes, there's a little bit of speaking around it, but is it actual? Is it an actual story and and scenes acting and stuff, or is it more of a, a performance piece with a little bit of a, a vocabulary or dialogue in between? That would be closer to it. What do you? Because well, my Harry, I mean, yes, John, go ahead. John, John Gifford Irwin, he is playing Harry, and he, so he does a substantial a amount of things. acting. Yeah, and yeah. He, he reads the diary, but when he so reads he acts it, as if he's really a kid. feel yes. like it's uh, Harry. Yes. Yeah, you can really hear him like pro- project Harry through you know his character. Uh, but I always, I always think of it. Yes, it's you know primary. Primarily music. And by the way, I wanted to say you always said Harry was your best co-writer. Yes, that's the, true. The kid. <laughs> yeah, because I, I use it actual lines from the diary. I use actual lines that he said. This is a weird but, story. But what, what, yeah. if, what if somehow someone stumbles across this? Says, oh my God, this has got to be published na- nationwide. Yeah. I don't even know how that would work because the guy's long dead. How would that work for royalties and I, stuff? Like, you ever considered, thought about that? I have. Uh, and we've talked to, actually, uh, John Arden, who wrote the script. He's, a, he's a, as an attorney, but okay. he's also a writer himself. But anyway, we, we kind of talked about it. So I don't, I think just is because it's just been sitting around so long. Right. That, it, it public Yeah, public domain, domain okay. basically. Except, I don't know, you'd have to, I don't know how you would split royalties with a dead man anyway, but <laughs> it would be bizarre, right? He, he can have all he wants. <laughs> I mean, God, listen, his, I, hope yes. it's, I hope it's something that you get to encounter. Yeah, because yeah, that yeah, would to mean that the work's being spread, and, and I want Brad to Pitt it. to pay me in it. That, I mean, we don't look yeah. alike, but I mean, that, Wait, if did, you're asking for something, did, right? Yeah, why not? I wonder if uh, I, I don't know if he's musical. I don't know if he can play guitar. Oh yeah, that's there. right. Oh, I know. What's the other guy? Uh, uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Jeff yeah, Bridges. Yeah, can play. yeah, yeah he can play it. That'd be that one. Yeah. yeah, that's better. He was. By the way, Jeff Bridges. Uh, what, yeah. was, what was the what was the music or the the movie he did when oh, he no, played? My heart break my. Uh, I can't remember. I can either. It's something it was, in my heart. Heart. 
I, it was not. great. Yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. He's like a kind of a washed up. Yes, yeah, he so, played a washed yeah. up country singer, and it's a great story. Uh, he would be perfect, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so this is coming Friday, or no, oh, it's se- uh, Saturday and Sunday. Yes. And Showtime, Saturday at 7 o'clock. Right. Sunday at 3 o'clock. How many people involved? Teresa, you're in it? I'm in it. You're playing. You're playing. I'm playing flute and piccolo and Irish whistle. What's the Irish whistle? Well, how's it? All? So it's like that little, you know, really high. Oh, that's pitch, what they call like it. A jig thing. Penny, you know? penny yeah. whistle. Yeah, penny whistle. Except hers cost several pennies. pennies. <laughs> <laughs> How did you learn to play the piccolo? Um, oh, the, well, um, years ago, I was looking for an orchestra gig, and uh, somebody said, you know, I auditioned, and they said, well, you know, nice flute, can you play piccolo? And I said, yes. And they said, okay, well, you're hired, and I went out that day and bought a piccolo. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you played flute, you auditioned, and they said, oh, do you play piccolo? piccolo? Oh, yes. Of course you, I do. You didn't really, you've never played it before. No. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. It's my favorite instrument. So I wouldn't even, I wouldn't know match. the first step of, of piccolo. Like... Uh, I was given a ukulele not that long ago. They say you play guitar, can you play ukulele? I'm like, I don't. I have no idea what. I don't even know what notes the strings are. They're uh, so cute, though. They just ukuleles. assumed <laughs> that, that you, you could, that yeah. I can play it. Of course, yeah. I can't play a, a ukulele. Are you kidding me? You look uh, good playing a ukulele. Yeah, though. Well, you know, about I look it, like you know? that big fat Hawaiian guy <laughs> uh, doing somewhere over the rainbow. Right. Is what I'd there we like. go. Uh, and of course, uh, your son's in it. Yes. Uh, who else uh, appears? Um, J.D. Wilson, he's a transplant up here from North Carolina about five years ago. I met him at the open mics. He plays, so he, he's kind of the guy, right? He plays a mandolin and that Get Joe where it's like a banjo and a guitar yeah. together. And he plays guitar and he sings a little bit and, and he just likes the stuff a lot. So he just kind of stand, kind of comes in and out. So that's, you know, that's part of the thing. He'll, he'll play on some songs. I'll play some by myself, Teresa. So we just kind of use the different instrumentation to, to said, keep it interesting. You uh, said that uh, John dresses up with, uh, and he, he wears the hat and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do all, all of you guys in costume in some sort of costume or, or just as no. is? <clears throat> No. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds, really, it sounds, how many times have you done this before? Yeah, this is our second one. We did it in Petersburg in the first of August in a little theater there, and it did great. And we got this one, and we got it booked in um, Skokie, Skokie, Illinois, oh, wow, in January. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're just kind of looking. Uh, this kid, he actually went, his, his dad went to Illinois Wesleyan to college in 18... 18- 60s. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. So I'm trying to get it maybe done there. And hopefully, like you said, if we can take off and go with it, why not? You it know, just, be I got to be honest, it sounds interesting as hell. I, I just, I've never, I've never heard of anyone yeah. doing something like this to use the diary of a, of a 16 year old kid. Uh, so long ago, yeah. and, and uh, it just sounds interesting. Uh, Sangamon songs, Tom Irwin Sangamon songs is, is uh, being performed at UIS. Saturday at 7 o'clock, Sunday at 3 p.m. You can uh, get tickets. Come on and watch it. Uh, what is it? What's uh, what's cost? 20 bucks. Oh, that's nice and cheap. Come on. We'll make it 30 then. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, it should be, I wish you luck with it, Thomas. Thank you, Ray. It sounds I fantastic. I hope it, yeah, I hope it spreads you. out. And uh, Teresa, nice to meet you, too. Nice to meet you as well.